We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Margot. This is episode eight. If this is your first time visiting the podcast, I want you to know that you are so welcome here. Come along this journey with us into the deep, mysterious things of God. But if this is your first time and you want to know a little bit more about who I am or why I'm doing this, go back and listen to episode two. You'll get a little bit more background there. And I also really advise that you go and listen to episode three and four in particular because they're really content heavy as far as um, foundational revelation and truth and tools that we use in the interpretation of our dreams. This is going to be really foundational for you going forward into the interpretation of your own dreams and the dreams of others. So please go back and listen to that. Today, like I said, is episode eight, and eights are the number of new beginnings. Yay! Who doesn't love a new beginning? I sure do. And it's so apropos because we are recording this episode just a couple days after Easter, and here where I live, we have had an explosion of sunshine kind of out of nowhere. We have had the most rain we've had in seven years. It has been such a, a miracle season because we need it here in California, and then all of a sudden these days after Easter have just opened up into this beautiful springtime, and so it really does feel like it's marking a new beginning right now. Now I'm partial to eights because my birthday's in August and I love new beginnings, but also I'm just a number nerd. And so I decided to look up what is the eighth month in the Jewish calendar because their months are ordered differently than ours. And it just so happens that the eighth month on the Jewish calendar, on the Hebrew calendar, falls between April and May on our calendar, which is right now. So it just feels like the most confirmation that we are smack dab in the middle of the divine timing of God and that we are at his pace and that we are going deeper and that he is really orchestrating this journey. So I'm so excited to be with you. And today I have a good friend of mine named Hillary as a guest. We recorded a couple of days ago a live interpretation of one of her dreams. She is such a special individual. You are going to see very quickly that this woman carries so much peace and really a ton of revelation. She is so connected to the Spirit of God. She is a very talented interpreter too. So she and I do quite a bit of interpretation together. And I think that you're going to feel that in the flow and the, the fluidity of our conversation. And while I'm holding space and asking questions and giving discernment, we are really co-interpreting here, which I think is really the model because this is her dream. And so the the experience of the context and the atmosphere of her dream and her history with God is all going to speak to the interpretation of the dream, which is the same for any of us when we're the dreamers. It has got to resonate with us. And I just think this is a beautiful picture of her coming to this revelation on her own with me just prompting and asking questions. So I won't take up any more time here is Hillary's dream. 
Hi, Margo. <laughs> so happy to have you today. Well, thanks for having me. This is fun. It is fun. I wish you guys could see her. She's in a little bundle in the corner <laughs> in a chair. As you can tell, we're in my room that doesn't have the greatest sound yet, but we're working on it with one microphone. So thank you for bearing with us. Um, Hillary is a friend of mine who's in my dream interpretation club. Yes. Or group. I'm calling it a club today. Uh, it's We meet on Saturdays, and it's just like... The most fun thing to be able to be in community and have other people hear your dreams and give input yes. and I know you would agree it's yes. so rich yes. when other people get to interpret you might even get layers of interpretation mm-hmm. or facets of interpretation so we have a really fun time but Hillary I'm gonna let you introduce yourself tell them where you're from tell them a little bit about your history with dreaming prophetic dreams hearing God in dreams all of that Jess yeah wow so I'm Hillary, and I am originally from Iowa. I moved to Arizona, was there for six years, and then just felt the Lord asking me to move to Redding, California, and here I am. Uh, History with dreams. Wow. I've been dreaming since I was a little girl. Mm. Um, However, I also was plagued with nightmares as Mm. a child, so I shut my dream life down just because I didn't want to deal with the nightmares. And it was around, I don't know, maybe 10-ish years ago where I was talking to my pastor about um, just, you know, how I used to dream all the time as a kid. And she said, you know, that's a gift from God. You need to ask for that to be turned back on. Wow. And so I did. And I have literally been dreaming every night since. I can hardly imagine you not dreaming. Because you dream so much. (laughs) Yeah. Like you had a period where you weren't dreaming. Yeah. A good chunk of my life. I just completely shut my dreams down. Because it was safer than feeling like you were open to the scary nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My nightmares were so intense. I was waking up every night, like going into my parents' room to sleep. Mm -hmm. I was just that terrified. So yeah, fear really tried to steal that from me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. What was your, go into this as far as you want to, but... What was your parents' take on the nightmares? Did they have any insight or? Yeah, um, more so my mom. Like my dad's always been, a, you know, the strong protective one. Just like his presence just being there was very comforting to me. My mom more so would just give me advice and she would just say, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. leave. Like if I felt the fear come. Mm-hmm. Um and she would come into my room and, you know, like seeing me to sleep and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was mostly what she would just tell mm-hmm. me to say in the name of Jesus, leave um, when I would feel that fear come. So so she had an awareness very much though, like, oh, this is mm-hmm. demonic, what, what we're dealing with. How old do you think you were when you shut it down? I would say probably between the age of 10 and 12. Huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. almost 20 years that you almost, didn't dream? Yeah. Shush. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 40 now at the recording of this. So yeah, it was probably a good 20 years. I didn't dream. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then when you did, I'm so interested in this. When you did pray for it to be reinstated, mm-hmm. was it instantaneous? Immediate. Whoa. Like yeah. that night. Yeah. I had, the, <laughs> as Margo knows, and you will discover, <laughs> I dream in epic sagas. Like there's <laughs> so many details. So many details. <laughs> Yeah, so (laughs) that night I had this profound dream. Like, Mm -hmm. I can still see it, like, visually. 
like everything that happened in that dream it was incredible and I remember waking up and trying to journal it all down and I'm like how am I going to remember all this wow yeah are you a detailed person in normal life anyway just in waking life do you feel like details are important to you and if you're taking notes you're writing everything down like are you that kind of person I actually if it's coming to notes I don't take notes (laughs) I would rather sit and listen Mm -hmm. because I find if I try to take notes I miss things Mm -hmm. um but naturally my mind and my eyes notice details Mm -hmm. like I pick up on little patterns and little nuances of things so like I just naturally I don't know it might even be supernaturally Mm -hmm. see things that way um so yeah and I'm also a creative so I think that like the beauty and the intricacies of things are important to me yeah so yeah Yeah. that's beautiful that's beautiful um walking down the sidewalk and I'm about to turn the corner and I see my aunt And she is actually my mother's twin. Hmm. And I see her in a distance, but she actually looks like me. Hmm. But I knew it was my aunt. And as I see her, she turns and starts to walk towards me. And as she walks towards me, her hair turns silver, like it is now. And a hummingbird flies between us. Whoa. Flies over the grass of the White House's yard. And as it comes back to us, it is gigantic. It is bigger than we are. And it's hanging out by the pergola as my aunt and I just have a really brief exchange. And then I wake up. Man, I just feel God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a deep dream. Mm Mm-hmm. Right about now, I'm wishing you had a little bit more to that dream. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know. No, it's great. No, this is so good. Holy Spirit, we just rely on you. We welcome you. Come and speak to us. Okay, so let me see if I got this. Um, I'm just taking some notes here if you can hear the typing. So you're walking down a sidewalk and you're in an established neighborhood Mm -hmm. with big, nice houses. And Mm -hmm. you see a huge white house that looks maybe like it could be Victorian and has a wraparound porch on it. Mm There's also a pergola there in the yard, Mm -hmm. like it has one. And when you say pergola, is that like a gazebo? What is a pergola to you? So um, a pergola isn't a gazebo because I would consider a gazebo something with a floor that's Mm. been built and then a covering over it. Pergolas are just the archway that you can go underneath and then they're either just for... A shade covering or they're also an opportunity for like growing vine plants to grow up and over kind of as a landscape type got it thing also I think it's important this really stuck out to me that this house was on a corner lot mm-hmm. it wasn't um, amidst like multiple houses it had its own corner lot mm. yep and as you were about to turn the corners when you saw your aunt, yes, who's your mom's twin, but she looked like you. Yes. But as she got closer to you, her hair turned silver, which is actually true to her now. Mm-hmm. And then a hummingbird flies between the two of you mm-hmm. over to the big white house mm-hmm. and comes back, but it's ginormous. It's like bigger than both of you are. Yeah, it's huge. I would say, I don't know, it was probably the size of a car. Like it was massive. <laughs> yeah beautiful 
Oh, I love this. Okay. So if you were to give the dream a title, mm-hmm. what would you title the dream? Turning towards destiny or something like that. Ooh. Hmm. And when did you have it? About three months ago. Three months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was the, the main emotional experience in the dream? In the dream, it felt very, like, I felt a lot of um, joy and just, like, expectation. Um, a lot of um, security, but not in, like, things. It just felt, like, very secure in where I was going with the Lord. Mm. I think that was probably the overarching emotion just feeling very safe but expectant and like curious about what was next kind of thing yeah is that something you feel often in waking life mm-hmm. very much so mm-hmm. yeah yeah That's i love it. journeying with jesus <laughs> yes you do <laughs> yeah so this experience of feeling secure where you're going with him and hopeful and expectant that's mm-hmm. not a that's not a new thing. That's something that Yeah. Yeah. That's very much I feel my relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. What area of your life do you think that this dream is about? You kind of spoke to destiny. Mm-hmm. Anything more specific? Um I think it's interesting to me that it was white houses show up in my dreams I know, I thought a that. lot. Like another white house. Yeah. You have white houses all the time. Yeah. Different sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting to me that there was another white house on a corner lot. I do feel like I have a specific promise about a home. Um, but this felt something deeper than that. It felt mm-hmm. like almost like promises mm-hmm. on my life. Mm-hmm. And even legacy-wise on my family line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like it's speaking to that in yeah. a sense. I, I got that sense too. Yeah. A real legacy thing. I Interestingly, you said it could be a Victorian house. Something in me, it felt really Southern. Not necessarily even the, the literal place, but something mm-hmm. about that to me communicates heartland Mm. and legacy and family so when you just said you think speaking to destiny but even specifically to legacy and family i felt that too yeah i definitely felt that too uh what do you feel like the white houses typically represent in your dreams are they different yes (laughs) um there are times where it definitely feels like it's pointing towards something that I feel a call to intercessory over, which is America mm-hmm. and the government. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are times where because of the context of the way that it shows up in the dream, I know it's not pointing towards that. It's actually speaking something more specifically on another area that I feel a call for intercession over, which is the church, the bride of Christ. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So in other dreams, it's represented the White House or government, mm-hmm. U.S. government, or the church. And yeah. you're called to intercede for both. Yeah. Beautiful. And this 
What does it feel like in this dream that it represents? This one, I don't think it actually represented either of them. Mm -hmm. It felt more so like my life. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like this was my home. Mm -hmm. Even though I was walking outside of it on the sidewalk like a stranger would. Mm -hmm. But there was something significant about turning the corner. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I highlighted turning the corner when you said that. That felt mm -hmm. highlighted to me as well. And the fact that it's a corner lot, and you said it has its own lot, it just mm -hmm. made me think of Psalm 16, mm -hmm. where he talks about how you hold my lot and the boundaries have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely yeah. I have a beautiful inheritance. Mm -hmm. It feels like inheritance yeah. and legacy. Mm -hmm. So the pergola, mm -hmm. do you feel like that's significant? Yes, because really that's where we me. stopped. Okay. So just like visually, if you can picture this, like it was the corner lot, big, you know, lush grass, but there was a very specific entryway. The pergola mm -hmm. was it mm. into the yard. Mm. And that's where my, I, my aunt and I met. Mm. Like we stopped right there on the sidewalk and we began to talk. And that's where the gigantic hummingbird sat Oof. right next to the pergola. Oh, it sat. It sat. It came, It flew through the yard and came back ginormous and it was standing right next to the pergola just like watching the inner exchange between my aunt and I mm -hmm. yeah what do you think the pergola represents if it's symbolic this literally just dropped yep. in my spirit yeah <laughs> um, yep. I feel like it's the uh, hoppa of mm -hmm. a Jewish wedding, wedding. Yeah, I feel like that's what it was. Mm. Even though I called it a pergola, like it literally just... Mm. Yeah, I feel like the Lord is saying that's what it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which I guess in some ways would make sense. This entrance into this family legacy and inheritance would be a mm -hmm. wedding covenant with a family that you're going to make. Yeah. Even though you'll have it legacy inheritance at least coming from your family already but mm -hmm. this is your plot of land yeah wow what do you feel the significance of your aunt being there the fact that she was a twin is very interesting mm -hmm. but that she looked like you sometimes people in dreams can represent something sometimes they can represent a part of ourself mm-hmm Sometimes they can be literal. What's your sense on your aunt? So an interesting thing, my aunt and my mom are mirror twins. Like they look identical, but my mom is left-handed. My aunt is right-handed. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, so like they look identical, but they're like opposites on different things. Um, also... This just felt highlighted to me just a moment ago, just thinking about it. My Aunt Kathy was married at the age of 18, very mm. young. Mm. Um, her and my uncle are still together today. They have three beautiful children that are my cousins, and their families are growing. And mm. I almost feel like it was showing me that there was an inheritance that was tried to that um, the enemy tried to steal from me around that age of 18. Mm. 
um, and that like to me actually is significant because around that age is when I um, got into a really toxic three-year relationship Hmm. and things changed very much for me in my heart because of the trauma of that relationship towards marriage Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so yeah I think that could be what that means Um, so she turned the corner and she looked like you and it was her because she represents this purity of marriage and longevity Mm -hmm. around that same age that you got into a relationship that stole from inheritance. And mm-hmm. so even a redemptive meeting, mm-hmm. as she got closer, it was her now mm-hmm. in the longevity of this marriage mm-hmm. with this history of faithful covenant. Yeah. And you met under the pergola. Yeah. Almost like an exchange, an impartation, and a releasing of that inheritance that is yours. Yeah, it actually, we didn't meet under the pergola, we met in front of it. I see. So I think there was still a choice to be made there. I do feel as significant for me because that has been a question that I've wrestled with quite a bit in regards to marriage. Hmm. Is that something I'm supposed to do? Is it something I want? Mm -hmm. Is it something, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'm willing to say yes to and start taking the journey? And so, yeah. How does it feel to say that right now? Um, very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, but in truth, like I, that's the way I've chosen to live my life because I know my breakthrough is somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I have been on a very significant journey with the Lord in regards to the healing of my heart towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it's that it's a significant moment for me because it is a yes I do want that so and then enter hummingbird yes which I already know this but you can tell I actually don't know if I always know what hummingbirds represent to you I just know they're significant and they pop up a lot right yes so hummingbirds are a very special thing between me and Jesus um, mm-hmm. yeah the father specifically, um, when I am ever out on a walk and just talking to him about things, somehow every time we're chatting about a promise or I'm just talking to him about my future, a hummingbird will show up. And sometimes they show up in bunches. Like there was one time specifically where I was talking about this next season of life, like I'm about to end um, three years of ministry school and I'm about to step into the great unknown of what do I do after, you know, three years of study. Mm. And I just felt the father say so clearly, look up. Mm. And I saw a hummingbird in the distance and I was like, was that a hummingbird? (laughs) He was like, why don't you go see again very curious our relationship like it's an adventure and I walk up to this tree and all of a sudden seven hummingbirds start circling around me you can't make this stuff up you can't make like, this stuff up it, they're circling around me and like flying all over the place making their little like cute chirpy noises and 
I just knew in that moment he's got a really good plan and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Seven. Seven. Good number. Yeah. Yeah, very significant. Oh, man. Yeah. My pop socket on my phone is even a hummingbird. Just I can to remind see it. me. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to name what a hummingbird represents when you see it, what would you say that is? I think the one thing that is repeatedly represented for me is his reminding me that anything is possible. Mm. Yeah. Hummingbirds are able to fly sideways, backwards, hover. So true. And yet, if you look at their anatomy, scientifically, they shouldn't be able to fly. But because they are able to fly their wings in a figure eight, they're able to do anything. Fly anywhere. Yeah. So. Goosebumps. Yeah. So here's this hummingbird that represents anything is possible, Mm -hmm. that flies between you and your aunt Mm -hmm. at this decision-making place of the pergola. Yeah. And it's, it flies through you and goes to the house. Yeah. Which represents your legacy, inheritance, Mm -hmm. promise, and family. Mm -hmm. And comes back, but is then, I won't even know, 200 times bigger. Yeah. Ginormous. (laughs) Bigger than, big as a car, and then just sits there. Yeah. (laughs) Observing, patiently waiting. Mm -hmm. Anything else the hummingbird was doing? No, it literally was just like, all right, I'm ready. That's just kind of how it felt. It was like, here I am. Like, you can't, you can't ignore this gigantic hummingbird. Like, it was there in our face. (laughs) Like, it just felt like. I don't know, exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, Ephesians 3.20, like what the Lord says. And Mm. just the enormity of it. And just almost, it's almost comical how huge it was, you know. And it's like, you can't ignore that. Like, you can't mistake that for anything other than that has to be God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's making himself very known. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that this, does this dream feel like the purpose of it is to pose the question or is to just affirm how he's able to do abundantly more in this area? Yeah. I would say the interesting thing is, is like I literally had no interpretation for this until we sat down. Which is kind of crazy to me because some of these symbols are stuff that you see quite a bit. Yeah. But sometimes stuff's just shrouded until you're supposed to know, right? Yeah. And I feel like that is what happened with this dream. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I do wake up and I'm like, I have a pretty clear understanding of what that meant. Mm-hmm. But this one felt very veiled to mm-hmm. me until we sat down and all of a sudden now. Veiled. It's been pulled off. <laughs> yeah. Unveiled. See what you did there. <laughs> See what you did there. Unveiled. Yes. It's been unveiled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like the opportunity to recognize the enormity of answering the question, first and foremost. The question's been there, but what is it that I want? But then also the kindness of the Father saying, hey, if you do say yes, look at the, like what's there for you Mm -hmm. you know like even the grass like 
I grew up in the Midwest, like the lush grass mm. that you can lay on that feels like a cozy rug. Yes. Like, not California grass. Yeah. Not California grass. Like the real yeah. like rich grass. Like that's what this yard was made of. And it just made me think of Psalm 23. Like mm. I make you lie down in green pastures and yeah, it just really felt like a really sweet display of mm. it's just that easy to just say yes mm. you know like mm. you're safe here mm. you know so mm. yeah I love that you just said the enormity that is one enormous hummingbird yeah. <laughs> I'm like are we talking about the hummingbird or the enormity of the situation both and both and all of it yeah wow what do you does it feel like there's any details we missed that you're like but what about this hmm I don't think so because this dream is so simple in nature for my norms I feel like we covered the majority of it I'm sure there's more things that could be interpreted like there's a wraparound porch like you know just that kind of a concept of you know being wrapped in his arms like Mm -hmm. he is a strong tower Mm -hmm. a refuge that we can run into Mm -hmm. um yeah I think I remember seeing one time that porches also, porches in front yards, can sometimes represent, like, the future. Okay. Which doesn't change the interpretation of this in any. It just confirms it, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the garden, like, how perfectly landscaped the yard was like I feel like that could even represent the garden of my heart Mm -hmm. you know and that the Lord Uh has been watching over that Uh this whole time so true even if I didn't feel like I was doing a good job of it you Mm -hmm. know shutting down my desire to get married and things like that I mean I could preach on that all day long like just like knowing that even if we feel like we haven't stewarded something well, the Lord is always watching over it and Mm. always taking care of us. And Mm. he's so much bigger than what we think we've messed up or let go of. So yeah, he's amazing. That's a word right there. (laughs) Your aunt's hair turning silver Mm -hmm. in this kind of broad stroke. It seems like it's actually just her becoming her again versus Mm -hmm looking like you right yeah there was almost something ethereal Mm -hmm. about her when her hair turned silver Mm -hmm. and moved towards me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm feeling something on the silver hair that I can't quite put my finger on Mm -hmm. it did I mean there was almost something angelic about it Mm -hmm. yeah like it I felt like glory yeah gloriousness Mm mm-hmm I don't know, like, her name's Kathy. Mm-hmm. You want to look that up and just see? Dream nerds. Yep. Okay, so her name is Spotless. Oh. And the spiritual connotation is Sanctified. Mm. The scripture attached to it is Philippians 1.6, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Wow. Well, there's that. There's that. It just makes me think, too, because I had this kind of underlying question about 
when she came towards you and her hair was gray, if it was actually representing you and the longevity of your life and just the long, yeah, the long race that you're going to finish well with mm. beauty and legacy. Mm. And when I looked up silver, like speaking to her hair, silver means redemption. Wow. And just specifically in this topic where you had kind of put it aside because of the trauma at 18, which was the same time that she entered into this pure version mm-hmm. that there is redemption yeah, for that loss and that you will finish just, just as she does and that he's faithful to finish what he started yeah, and that this is a call on your life to enter into marriage and family. Mm-hmm. This feels very significant that it just kind of unfolded yeah, here. <laughs> that it was unveiled today. Yeah. Would you say you would, so you named it before turning towards destiny. Yeah. Does that feel like an appropriate title or would you like to change it? No, I think it is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the turning the corner. Yeah. Towards destiny. Something that's felt so elusive to me in such a... Mm-hmm. Uh, a gray area in my heart and in my mind for so long has always been a part of my destiny. And I feel like the journey I've been on with the Lord and his just tender care towards my heart and just helping me get back to that place of knowing like this is a part of his plans for me. Mm. It feels very appropriate turning towards destiny. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like there's any application for you from this dream? I think just being very intentional about partnering with the yes, that Mm. this is for me Mm. and Mm. not being afraid of that. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Hill. Yeah, my pleasure. (laughs) Not the last time you're going to be on here. (laughs) Hillary is an incredible interpreter as well. Mm. So I'm actually hoping maybe I'll have you on and you can interpret something of mine. Yeah. I'd love people to hear your process in your voice in this too yeah, i'd love that all right love you love you too we'll see you soon yeah bye bye and there we have it hillary's dream i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did i could actually palpably feel the, the atmosphere of her dream while i was sitting there with her it was one of so much depth and rest and truth And that's actually how I experienced Hillary as well. I'm sure you did too. She has such a fierce trust. She has such a fierce trust in her relationship with God. And this is just something that she's not ashamed of and that she walks in so powerfully. And I think that really speaks to her being able to appropriately and accurately interpret her dreams because she knows his character so much and she knows the things he's spoken over her life. She knows the journey that she's been in with him, just like all of you and just like me. This is why this journey is so sacred is because it's really about our personal relationship with God that we get to cultivate and grow, that he really initiates and pursues us in and through dreams and the communication in our dreams is one way he pursues us. But I just wanted to speak to quickly, if you listened to this and thought, oh my gosh, why was that so easy (laughs) for them? Why was that so easy to come to that interpretation? When I'm trying to interpret my dreams, it feels like it's not that easy. That is very normal. And like I've mentioned before, this takes time to cultivate. 
I've been doing this a while. I'm naturally wired also to think symbolically. And those of you who aren't, like my sister a couple episodes back, we even talked about, you know, this is not her knee-jerk way of thinking. She's way more literal just in general in the way that she's wired. And so she's learning to activate the symbolic mind and to ask different questions. So if, if you are one of those people, don't worry. This is something that we practice. This is something that we grow in. And just like I mentioned, as we grow in our relationship with God, this becomes easier and easier as well. Not to mention the community that I that I spoke of that she and I are in, our club. It's totally a dream interpretation club. We are so funny. But that community is invaluable to me because so often, even, even though I do this all the time, I will come with a dream that I just got stuck on because it's so easy to get literal on your own dreams or just overly stuck in your own feelings about things. <laughs> when interpreting your own dream. And I believe it's important that we do learn to interpret our own dreams with the Holy Spirit, but community is here for a purpose as well. And on that note, it is really on my heart to cultivate a dream interpretation community. That is one of the reasons I have this podcast. So I am going to have a link in the show notes. If you want to join this community, I am so really excited to build a community around this topic. So often, there are those of us who are cultivating this or who are operating in these kinds of giftings that can sometimes feel outside of a community where you can talk a lot about this. Some of us are in communities where we can talk about this. But for those especially who who don't have space to really process this and to learn more, I want to create a place for people to, to join and just go deep, go deep, deep, deeper and find accountability and find other voices and wisdom to help interpret and unlock pieces of our dreams. That's really important to me. So I'm going to have a link in the show notes, like I always do, to the podcast website where you can sign up to be a part of the community or you can email me directly. I love your feedback. I love it when I get feedback and questions about something I said or uh, one of the interpretations that you that you listen to on here. Or when you send me a dream or dream questions, I love the interaction. So please don't hesitate. Speaking of the show notes and in closing, I've been meaning to post a link to some of the resources that I referred to sometimes vaguely. And this is specifically with dream interpretation books or dream dictionaries where you can look up biblical symbols. And there's three that I have. One of them I, I favor, but I have three that I love to, to go between because God really uses them in different times and seasons. And I'm going to put links to those in the show notes as well as a link to the name book that I reference all the time. And even today, Hillary mentioned when she was looking at the name of her aunt, um, she was using the same resource as I use. This is actually just a name, a baby name book. But this one in particular is really special because it gives you the meaning of meaning of the name, but also it gives you a spiritual connotation of the name as well as a scripture that goes with it. Now, of course, you can just Google the meaning of names or look in different baby books, baby name books, but this one is really special and has absolutely been <laughs> integral in my interpretation process as I'm looking at what people are representing in my dream and seeing what their names mean. So often that will just be the little piece that unlocks the rest of the dream when you can actually get the meaning of the person's name. So if you are serious about going after the interpretation of your dreams, I really advise that you get this baby name book. It will help you so much. 
on that note, I will let you go. Thanks so much for being with me today. Until next time, happy dreaming.